You're born with it and it'll stay with you for the rest of your life. You look at it every day and you never get bored of it. It gives you intense pain and gives you immense pleasure. Sometimes when you look in the mirror, you're reminded that it doesn't last forever. You go on Instagram and you compare it with other ones, sometimes hoping you can change it, obscure it, give it a bit of a makeover. But whatever your body looks like, it's a marvel of engineering. It's actually almost difficult to comprehend. In the words of Shakespeare, the human body is unlimited in thinking, admirable in his shape and movement, angelic in action, godlike. Today, you're going to see just how your body is infinitely amazing. You might have heard that women are stronger than men when it comes to surviving disease and also in many other ways. But when it comes to brute force, men on average win hands down. But do you know why that is? It's said that on average, men's upper bodies have much more muscle mass than the average woman, as much as 75% more. Men have stronger lower body strength too. They grip harder, they throw harder, they punch harder, and they run faster. And we'll say this one last time, on average. We've all just accepted this as a fact of life. But what we don't ask is why? Why shouldn't women have evolved to be just as strong or stronger than men? While well, scientists say men evolved to fight, men are designed for combat. In some of the natural world, females are very often bigger than males, but that's because they're designed to carry lots of eggs. It's different for land-dwelling vertebrates, which includes humans. Those males evolved to be bigger due to competition with other males regarding finding a female to procreate with. All this fighting over females in the past has led to men being more violent overall. Men are responsible for something like 80% of violent crimes, while the prison population, at least in the US, is made up of 93.2% of men as of April 2021. Are men just naturally violent? It's like this, according to one scientist. Men are not more violent because they're stronger, but stronger because they've needed to be more violent over evolutionary history, which has shaped male psychology in all sorts of ways. So never mind how puny you are, you've been designed to be a fighting machine. But what about the brain? Do men have a different kind of brain? Okay, so we're walking on thin ice even bringing that up. We don't want to offend anyone, so we'll remind you not to shoot the messenger. If you're a scientist and you say that men and women's brains are fundamentally different, you might be accused of neurosexism. But quite a few studies have shown that men's brains work better at completing spatial and motor tasks. They might look at a puzzle and have to think about how a shape can be manipulated to fit it in the right hole. And according to those studies, men will on average be better than women at this. Still, other scientists have called this a myth and indeed a kind of neurosexism. So the jury is still out on that one. One thing we do know for sure is men's brains are bigger, but that doesn't have any effect on intelligence. Men might have bigger parts of the brain for a reason, but again, this is still a controversial issue. Some studies have found that the parts of the men's brains are bigger which are associated with the survival instinct and reacting to stimuli. Women might have bigger parts of the brain that are related to language and emotion. Okay, so now we think we should get down to business and talk about that taboo subject of the male phallus, the penis as your doctor will refer to it. It's a pretty amazing thing to behold, even if it sometimes gets in the way of having a quiet life. First of all, it's a hard worker. It even does the night shift. Did you know that the average man will get 3-5 to five erections during the night, often lasting as long as 30 minutes? What's up with that? It's not as if you need it in your sleep. The medical term for this phenomenon is nocturnal penile tumescence, something we imagine you'd never say to your partner after she asks what that pressure is on her leg. Don't worry, darling, it's just nocturnal penile tumescence. Basically, you get wood when your parasympathetic nervous system is stimulated. Sights, touch, memories, even sounds make this happen. Arteries in your pecker dilate, blood flows in, and hey, presto, you got liftoff. 
The penis is not a muscle, by the way. It's been described as more like a sponge that gets bigger when it fills with blood. When you're sleeping, much of your body might slow down, but the parasympathetic nervous system is still switched on. You aren't getting a stiffy because of dreams and because of that leg of your lover. It's just the fact that your nervous system is functioning well. Why it happens other than that is still a mystery to science. One scientist said nighttime erections serve no purpose whatsoever and are merely a byproduct of the nervous system. So don't worry about it if every time you wake up you feel like you have a Toblerone stuffed into your underwear. Ok, so now to the question you all want answered. Is there such thing as a grower and a shower? Do some men walk around with great big dongs while others walk around with a lip balm in their pants? Well, just remember that a lip balm can almost double in size with a bit of rubbing. There are such things as growers and studies have proven it. If you have a lip balm kind of John Thomas, it's very likely you'll grow a lot more than the guy with a flaccid Toblerone. One study showed that out of 2,770 men with small flaccid willies, their growth was 86% when fully erect. Meanwhile, the bigger boys only showed a growth of 47%. Basically, things even out when men get down to business. As the saying goes, don't judge a book by its cover. Scientists say you cannot assess the size of a man's wiener until you see it in all its glory. Some studies have shown that about 80% of men are growers and the rest are showers. Sticking with subjects that make people blush, you might not know that men have a G-spot. Yep, just tunnel about 2 inches into the rectum and you'll find it there. It's at a place called the perineum between the scrotum and the anus and with a bit of pressure, not too much, it can be activated. It might also be stimulated when you're taking a poo, giving you the feeling of pooforia. There are cases of men having what's been called defecation-induced orgasms. Dropping the kids off at the pool can be ecstatic, but usually they'll have to be at least one very big kid. You also might not know that men can produce milk and so can breastfeed. Yeah, that's true. Although the man might have to take some hormonal drugs. In 2002, there was a guy in Sri Lanka who fed his two babies because his wife was dying. He stepped in and saved the day. It usually doesn't happen without any drugs, although certain things can happen in the male body that makes it produce more of the hormone prolactin. One of those things is starvation. When women are pregnant, the levels of prolactin in your body increases, but sometimes it does in men too. Although that's an anomaly, not an evolutionary requirement in nature. Due to hormones, men tend to stink a lot more than women. On the other hand, women are better at picking up the scents. According to science, the smell of a man gives women a better idea of who they might be mating with. It's said women find men with high testosterone more attractive, and they can sense this with their olfactory sense. Research has shown that single men tend to have higher testosterone levels than men with partners, which makes sense in evolutionary terms. Ok, on to something new. Something that might stop men and women arguing about turning up or down the heating in the house. Did you know that men generally feel a little bit warmer than women? You probably do know that, because there's no doubt you've been in a situation where she's cold and you're not. There's a simple reason for this other than what you're wearing. Men generally have more muscle mass and because of that they burn more calories to fuel those muscles. This creates heat, and when heat evaporates it warms the skin. As one doctor puts it, men have their own little heaters. Studies shown that women tend to feel the most comfortable in a room that's slightly hotter than a room men feel the most comfortable in. So don't argue, just accept you're different in this respect. And when it comes to skin, men's skin is anywhere from 20-30% to 30 thicker than the skin of a woman. Men also tend to have firmer skin which becomes more apparent in older age. This is why women usually get wrinkles before men, and so men often look younger than women as they age. Sorry women. As one scientist put it, female skin thinning occurs at a significant pace after menopause, hence signs of skin aging in older women are generally more pronounced as compared to men in the same age group. Still, there are many factors such as work, stress, and how many days you've been under the sun trying to get a tan or grow some rice. Talking about later in life, men can actually get something that's not unlike PMS. It's called irritable male syndrome. 
and it usually happens when a man ages and his testosterone levels drop. It might happen at any time in life since testosterone levels do change in men for various reasons. They might suddenly drop and then they might increase, even within one day. When this happens, men might experience fatigue, depression, low self-esteem, anger, anxiety, moodiness. When it does happen in older age and the levels seem to drop for good, that's called male menopause. Still, with some men, they have a gift that keeps on giving. They can have children at a very late age, even if they might not be the bull on the springs they used to be. In 2010, a guy in India named Mr. Ramajit Raghav had cause to celebrate. He had a child. The strange thing is, he was 94. And get this, he had another child two years later. It's actually not uncommon for men to have kids when they're still in their winter years. The age-defying rubber legs lead singer of the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger, had his eighth kid when he was 73. A man might have less chance of having a kid at an older age, but he can still produce testosterone and sperm cells even though he might be walking around with a Zimmer frame. Still, as he approaches those winter years, there will be some changes. He might not produce as much sperm as he did before, and those sperm might not be as good at swimming as they used to be. It's usually in the 40s that the quality of sperm takes a hit. Older men might also produce sperm that can lead to abnormalities in the child. No man likes losing his hair, but it's a fact of life that many do. Word on the street is bald men tend to be more sexual due to what some people have said is the increase in testosterone. But is this a myth or is it true? Firstly, don't worry baldies, when it comes to attraction, studies have shown that there are many more things women think about than the mass of hair on a man's head. Some studies have even shown that bald men are seen as more masculine and attractive to women, but that's debatable. Jason Statham's bald head isn't exactly comparable to a man who has a very unsuccessful comb-over. Studies have shown that women tend to be attracted to guys that have shaved all their hair off rather than guys that let hanging curtains decorate their head. As for baldness being related to virility, it's a complex matter. Castrated men who have hardly any testosterone can still have hair, while guys with hardly any hair might have low testosterone levels. Genes are what make their hair fall out, not testosterone. In conclusion, if you're bald, it's your mom and pop's fault, not the fact that you're a super sexual being. What about the Adam's apple? Why do men tend to get bigger ones? The part of the body is made of cartilage and it gets bigger when you hit puberty. Men usually have a larger larynx, an Adam's apple, and that's why they usually have deeper voices. But with both men and women, how large those things grow is down to hormones. Hence, some voices are deeper than others in both men and women. As for why men tend to grow bigger voice boxes in Adam's apples, some scientists say they developed this deeper voice to attract the opposite sex and give off more threatening sound to male rivals. You already know the male body has its quirks. You've probably even learned some weird facts about it from the infographic show. And now you're back for more. So we did a little more digging and found even weirder facts about the male body. We're about to take things to a whole new level. Obviously some of the weirdest facts about the male anatomy have to do with the penis, but we're going to steer clear of that area of the body for a little bit. If that's what you were looking forward to, no worries, it'll come later. Let's look at some really weird facts that have to do with the rest of the male body. We're going to start with the eyes. Males are better at tracking moving objects at a distance than females, but did you know that males are not as good at seeing shades of colors as women are? And the reason why is pretty crazy. Men's eyes evolved to be able to hunt animals and make quick decisions in high-stakes situations. This means their ability to track at both a distance and short range needed to be as good as possible. However, seeing different shades of those colors was not quite as important. It didn't matter what the animal's color was, just that a male hunter could track and kill it. 
Females, on the other hand, had a very different set of skills they needed to be proficient at in early human history. One of these tasks was locating and gathering plants and berries. Yes, there were most likely some women who also hunted, and yes, there were most likely men who also foraged for food. But from what we can see in the archaeological record, it seems hunting of big prey was normally done by males, and gathering of plants was normally done by females. So it was much more important for females to be able to differentiate between various shades of the same color, especially when identifying an edible berry bush or one that was poisonous and would kill you. The slight difference in shades of color between the leaves and the berries could literally mean life or death. Therefore, females evolved to have more sensitive eyes when it came to seeing colors. The biological reason why males cannot see as many shades of color as females most likely has to do with the number and arrangement of cones in the eyes of men. Cones are the receptors that capture light waves and send signals to the brain so you can see in color. There also might be parts of the brain that developed differently between men and women that contribute to this. In particular, men have trouble discerning shades of blue, yellow, and green. It's interesting to note that these are mostly colors found in plants and rarely found on animals that humans hunted earlier in history. In fact, mammals, which include woolly mammoths, deer, and saber-toothed tigers, cannot produce green pigment and therefore, these animals that human males hunted would never have been green. The eyes of males tend to react more to slightly longer wavelengths of light than females. Orange may appear more red to men than it does to women, and green can seem a bit more yellow to males. It's crazy to think that the male and female eye could actually see things differently, and that's just one interesting difference between the two sexes, and sticking with the male face. There's another weird thing about it. When we think of men like Nick Offerman who plays Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec, or Tom Selleck in his glorious mustache, it's easy to forget that facial hair is a pretty unique feature. It is rare that females have facial hair, and even those who do tend to get rid of it, but not men. Instead, they embrace facial hair. And the crazy part is that there are around 15,000 hair follicles on the male face alone. That's not even counting the ones on top of a man's head. Even the most baby-faced men still have no less than 7,000 hair follicles on their face, according to Gillette razors. And those follicles mean that the razor industry generated around $18 billion in 2019. As we go down the male body, we're going to quickly skip over that oh-so-fascinating area just below the waistline and continue to the male's feet. We know feet probably aren't as exciting as the penis for most of you, but others it can be a real fetish. Jokes aside, men tend to have bigger feet than females. Even men and women who are the same height have different sized feet. Male feet are on average longer and wider than female feet. Men also have lower arches and longer ankles. This allows them to be slightly more stable at the base of their body. The larger feet allow for more surface area to be in contact with the ground, which in turn provides more stability. Now, I know you're wondering if foot size has any correlation to penis size, and the answer is absolutely not. A study was conducted by two urologists, that is a medical profession that specializes in the urinary system, which measured the feet and penis length of 104 men. They found there was no correlation between shoe size and penis size. For some of you, this is good news. For others, it might be a little disappointing. Our next stop on this tour of the male body is the gums. It's here that we may find a surprising connection between gum disease and the genitalia of men. In both males and females, the American Academy of Periodontology has found that the inflammation from gum disease might be linked to heart disease, diabetes, and even rheumatoid arthritis. It's important to distinguish between correlation and causation, but there does seem to be some kind of connection between gum health and the health of the rest of the body. In males, things go a step further. There have been studies that have connected chronic gum disease to erectile dysfunction in males. So for males, it's extra important to maintain healthy gums, especially if you want your penis to work properly. In a national study in Taiwan, it was found that men with periodontitis, which is a severe gum infection, 
were more likely to have erectile dysfunction. Again, more studies and research needs to be done, but just to be on the safe side, males should definitely start taking better care of their gums and teeth. Another weird fact about the male body is its susceptibility to hernias. We're now getting really close to the penis. We aren't quite there yet, but after this crazy fact you might not even care anymore. Hernias often occur when an internal organ, such as part of the intestines or stomach, pushes through a weak spot in the abdominal muscles of the body. Males tend to be more susceptible to one type of hernia called the inguinal hernia than women are. Why is this, you might ask? It's because males have more weak spots near their inguinal ring, which is where the nerves and arteries connect to the testes. These weak spots unfortunately allow the intestines and fats in the area to slip through from time to time, creating a hernia. Women also have an inguinal ring, but the weak spots are not as large as the males. Therefore, men tend to be more susceptible to hernias. We finally got to the moment you've been waiting for. It's about to get real weird and crazy in this video, so get ready. First, the good news. If you have a penis, it's about twice as long as you think it is. That's probably really exciting for many of you. Now let's be clear, about half the muscles that make up the penis are inside the body. This is because the sex organ needs to be connected to the rest of your body systems so it can, you know, work. If you were to dissect a human male and take out the entire reproductive system, you would see that about half of the penis is within the body. And when measuring it, the male's entire penis is twice as long as what can be seen just on the outside. Now the bad news. There's a disease that can actually curve a man's penis into the shape of a boomerang. The disease is called Pyrenees disease, and it happens when scar tissue develops on the penis. It causes it to curve, and as a result, erections can be incredibly painful. Some males that have Pyrenees disease only have a slight curve, which means getting an erection is bearable, but as the penis becomes more and more bent, things can get bad. So bad, in fact, that Pyrenees disease can curve the penis to an angle where the male can no longer have sex. And if that wasn't unpleasant enough, the disease can also cause the penis to shorten in length. It's a really terrible illness for the males of the human species. Most of the time, men need to have their penis operated on in order to reverse the condition. The sooner treatment begins, the better in this case. Now let's get real weird. Take a guess when a male can achieve his first erection. And now buckle in, because what we're about to tell you will blow your mind. A male can get his first erection before he is even born. That's right, human males have been recorded to have an erection while still developing in their mother's uterus. It seems to occur when the fetus is experiencing REM sleep. It's also totally not uncommon for the baby to be born with an erection. Imagine being the proud parent of a baby boy and as he's born, he has a full-on erection. That would make for an embarrassing first picture when welcoming your baby to the world. No one is entirely sure why a developing fetus or a newborn needs to have an erection, but it may just be the body's way of testing out the equipment to make sure everything's in working order. And if male babies having erections didn't weird you out, this next fact definitely will. We know that males can get an erection as a fetus, baby, and when they're fully grown, but what about when a man dies? Well, you probably guess now where this is going. The death erection, also known as angel's lust, happens after a man passes away. This may just be an involuntary response in some males, but it gets weirder. Death erections have been recorded in the past as most commonly occurring to men who were killed by hanging. Now, we know the guys are into some pretty kinky stuff, and perhaps choking is a turn-on for some, but scientists think a death erection by hanging probably has more to do with the noose pressing on the cerebellum at the back of the head than being into BDSM. However, death erections have also been recorded in men who have been killed by gunshot and poisoning, so it may be that human males are just horny, even in death. Our final weird fact about the male body may tickle you a little, literally. There's a part of the genitalia in males, called the cremaster muscles. These muscles are wrapped around the male's testicles. They're fairly sensitive and have a reflexive reaction similar to when a doctor hits the area just below your kneecap. Normally, these muscles are used to pull the testes closer to the body when things get cold. 
However, there's another way to get these muscles to react. If the side of a man's upper thigh is stroked in just the right way, the cremaster muscles engage and contract on the same side that's being stroked. This can cause the male's body to unintentionally pull the testes up toward the abdomen until the muscles relax once again. So if you want to see a male body do something pretty weird, try experimenting with the upper part of their thigh. The male anatomy is full of wonders, from large feet to eyes that don't see certain shades of color. A man's body is quite the enigma. Just remember, there is more to men than just their weird genitalia. There's more to men than just their penis. Do you think we'd get through this video without talking about the weird things the male sex organ does? Only time will tell. If you've ever been awoken by a snoring partner, it was most likely a male. That's because sleep studies have found that men tend to snore more than women. Some research studies have hypothesized that this is because men tend to have more abdominal body fat than women. Whether this is the result of drinking too much beer or just not working out enough, it's something to be assessed on a case-by-case -case basis. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine found that about 40% of men are habitual snorers. This is almost twice the percentage of women, which the study found was closer to 24. So if you're a male who is woken up by snoring, there's a good chance you were the snorer and woke yourself up. Dental hygiene is important for both males and females, but did you know that men's teeth are larger on average than women's? This might not be super surprising, but the reason why is actually pretty crazy. All of the teeth in the male mouth tend to be larger than in females. However, there is one set of teeth that are almost always larger and sharper in men. The pointy canine teeth can be significantly larger in a man's mouth. When you think about it in evolutionary terms, this makes sense. Our closest relatives, the chimpanzee, use their canines to assert dominance in a group by pulling back their lips in a threatening way to show off their teeth. In this display of power, the canines are always the most prominent. In our distant past, human ancestors most likely had a hierarchy within their social groups similar to that of which we see today in modern apes. Therefore, males who had larger canines were more intimidating and dangerous. This was less important for the females of the species, so there was no evolutionary pressure for them to evolve larger teeth. Hair can be a touchy subject for men. Whether it's because early hair loss is embarrassing or because they want a luxurious beard, men are obsessed with their hair. But one weird fact is that men typically have darker hair than women do. When you think about it, you probably know more blonde-haired women than men. This is not surprising, since when men go through puberty, they produce higher amounts of melanin than women. Melanin is one of the pigments responsible for skin, hair, and eye color. More melanin normally results in darker traits. Since men tend to produce slightly more melanin than women, this most likely plays a role in them having darker hair on average. We've all heard the saying that someone has thick skin, meaning that not a lot bothers them, but men actually have thicker skin. Men normally generate more testosterone than women. One side effect of this is that men's skin is slightly thicker. Testosterone can stimulate the growth of skin cells. More skin cells means thicker skin. In fact, men's skin tends to be about 25% thicker than the skin of females. This is not an insignificant number, and the difference between male and female skin does not just stop there. Men also have tougher skin than women. Whether this was an evolutionary adaptation to help them in fending off dangerous animals or fighting for dominance in their social circle is unclear, but tougher skin might have been an advantage to men earlier in our species' history. Thicker and tougher skin could be just a byproduct of more testosterone, but it also might have helped men survive. One last weird fact about men's skin is that it actually has the ability to slow the aging process. What we mean by this is that if men are careful about how they treat their body, the signs of aging will be reduced. Men lose collagen density slightly slower than women do, resulting in less wrinkles and sagging as they get older. The fact that a man is getting older doesn't change, but the looks associated with aging can be less significant in men than in women. 
This is only true if men take care of their skin. We're not talking about using moisturizing products, but by reducing sun-related damage by wearing sunscreen, and making sure to be careful while shaving to reduce nicks and other damage to the skin. If men are smart about how they treat their skin, it will last much longer and allow them to maintain their rugged good looks a bit longer. We did our best to stay away from the penis, but there are too many weird facts about it to not include in the video, so here we go. All men are born with foreskin around the tip of their penis. Depending on the culture they're raised in or preference of the parents, the skin can be removed or circumcised. But what is the foreskin of the penis actually for? The answer is pretty weird. The foreskin itself is a double layer of skin and a mucous membrane that covers the head of the penis when it's flaccid. The foreskin most likely served as some form of protection for the penis in the distant past before humans developed clothing. It may have prevented dust or other outside particulates from entering the urethra, or perhaps it was a shield against unpleasant bug bites on the sensitive head of the male member. As of right now, we do not know exactly why men have foreskins. However, the World Health Organization has found some interesting and scary facts about this weird part of the male body. According to the WHO, uncircumcised men have a higher risk of contracting HIV. This is because the cells called Langerhans cells found in the mucus under the foreskin are highly susceptible to the HIV virus. These cells allow the virus an entry point into the body where it can begin to target a man's white blood cells and dismantle their immune system. The WHO found that men who are circumcised have a reduced risk of contracting HIV by 60%. And the weird facts about the foreskin don't stop there. Circumcision of the piece of skin dates all the way back to the artwork in Egyptian tombs from around 2300 BCE. The removal of the foreskin became common as a rite of passage in Jewish and Muslim religions long ago, but it was in the 1800s that foreskin removal got real weird. During the 1800s, circumcision gained favor in the realm of public health. It was claimed that by removing the foreskin, a man could be relieved of antisocial behavior or even paralysis. The foreskin was also blamed for decreasing a man's sexual pleasure and therefore was often removed. Even though none of those benefits of removing foreskin are true, this strange piece of male body definitely gives you something to think about. Whether a man has a foreskin or not, the shape of the penis is the same, and this shape has some surprising and weird functions. The head of the penis is shaped in a way that may serve an evolutionary benefit for males. Scientists know that in certain primates, males often compete to have sex with the same female to pass on their DNA to the next generation. Humans are no different in the evolutionary scheme of things. The head of the penis is actually pretty good at extracting another male's sperm from the female's reproductive system. Think of it as a kind of plunger. The mushroom shape of the male penis allows the head to scoop out rival sperm and give its own sperm a better chance at reaching the egg. This fact is also supported by scientific studies. In the Journal of Evolutionary Psychology, one study found that the shape of the human penis was optimal for depositing sperm into the vagina while simultaneously displacing rival sperm. Researchers at the University of Albany took things a step further and created artificial penises of different shapes to see what was best at scooping out rival sperm. Their findings were not entirely surprising. The shape of an average male penis did an excellent job at flushing out the sperm that was already in the vagina and thereby allowing the male's own sperm to have a better shot at impregnating a female. Men's bodies create some weird substances, but none is stranger than semen. What makes this body fluid so unique is the journey that it takes to be created. When a man ejaculates, the substance that comes out of the urethra is called semen. You may be surprised to learn that semen actually isn't made up of very much sperm. In fact, only about 1-5% to of the liquid is made up of the sex cells. Semen itself isn't even created in the testicles like you might think. Three different areas of the male body are needed to generate and mix together all the components of semen. 
Sperm is created in the testes, and when a man ejaculates it begins its journey through the seminal vesicles, where a yellowish fluid is mixed in. This substance is what around 70% of the semen is actually made of. After the seminal vesicles, the liquid passes through the prostate, where a fluid containing enzymes and other molecules is added. Just before ejaculation, the fluid goes through the bulbo-urethral glands, which secrete lubrication to allow the sperm to pass out of the urethra, so the journey of semen is a pretty wild one. Our final weird fact about the male body is something that many men have experienced and is quite painful. For those of you who wonder if men get yeast infections like females do, the answer is yes. Oftentimes, yeast infections are associated with pain in the female urinary tract. But men can experience this as well. A buildup in bacteria in the urethra can cause massive discomfort in men. If you're a male or female who has never had a yeast infection, consider yourself lucky. Yeast infections are more common in men who are uncircumcised, so removing that piece of skin covering the penis may have even more health benefits. But even circumcised men can get yeast infections. Like in women, male yeast infections come with a rash, discharge, and pain in the urethra. Luckily for men, the same medication that works for females can cure them as well. If you thought yeast infections were a weird situation that only happened to females, think again. The male and female bodies are much more similar than they are different. The male body. What a wonder of engineering it is. It contains half the genetic information needed to reproduce and continue civilization. It can produce milk but has useless nipples, and it has the uncanny ability to get an erection at the absolute worst of times. Prepare to be fascinated. Number 50. Male fetuses actually get erections while they're in the womb. And while no one can be absolutely sure why it happens, some reports state it's just to keep the thing healthy. Number 49. Men also have a G-spot. You can find it by pressing on your prostate. For reference, that's about 2 inches from the entrance of your anus. Number 48. Men over 50 might start growing breasts. This is due to the anomalous hormone production that happens as we age. Number 47. It differs from man to man, but in general, a healthy guy will ejaculate 40 million sperm in one go. Still, a man could produce anything up to 200 million sperm each time. You heard that right. That's more people than live in most countries. Number 46. According to one study that was published in the U.S. National Institutes of Health, the member of an American male had an average size of 5.1 to 5.5 inches when fully erect. The study didn't mention how it got its volunteers stimulated in order to measure them at their fullest, but it did confirm the sizes were professionally measured, not self-reported, so there was no room for the men to lie. Number 45. Nationality doesn't impact the size of your member. The conclusion in one study consisted of over 15,000 men from across the world was that the average penis size was 5.17 inches. Genetic factors have a much bigger influence according to a paper by the Nature Journal, but does size even matter? Number 44. Studies have shown that if it's a one-night thing, women on average like a larger phallus with research showing that they prefer a penis around 6.3 inches in length and 4.8 inches around, which as you know is larger than the average. But did size correlate with pleasure? We also looked at anecdotal accounts from women and as you'd expect every woman had her unique take on the penis. The consensus was that there had to be a balance, not too long and not too short, with one woman saying, he had these moves that compensated for his size. Small penises aren't bad at all, if the man knows how to use it. Okay, one last thing about your precious product down there. Number 43. We've all heard about growers versus showers, but is there any truth to it? A study by Healthline showed that 26% of men are growers, with the rest being showers. This is because of a person-to-person -person difference in how much collagen there is in the penis, which is genetic. The amount of collagen might mean you're a grower or a shower. The amount of blood flow may also make a difference. What's hilarious is that at the bottom of the article, 
Healthline explained how men can measure their penis from the base of the shaft, of course, but they also gave this important bit of advice, just don't do it in public. Now a special mention not to the penis, but to the bulge. Number 42. Throughout history, there's been a preference for a smaller penis, but in cultures, a big one was a sign of greater manhood. For example, in Norse mythology, there is a proud reference to a man whose bratwurst is almost as big as a horse's. Alright, now for some fast fire facts. Number 41. Men typically have darker hair than women, with one reason being their higher levels of melanin. Number 40. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine said around 40% of men are chronic snorers, but only 24% of women habitually make that noise from hell. Number 39. You might have heard that if he has a large feet, then his member will be large too, but this is just another myth in a long list of myths when it comes to the penis. Number 38. Semen is not just a load of sperm. According to one scientist's website, it also contains citric acid, free amino acids, fructose, enzymes, phosphorocholine, prostaglandin, potassium, and zinc. Number 37. Men tend to have a faster metabolism. Due to the fact that they usually have more muscle than women, that means that even if they're just sitting around, they'll be burning more calories. But are men's and women's brains different? Number 36. If you say that men and women have different brains, you run the risk of being accused of neurosexism. We don't want that to happen to us, but we did read some scientific articles that told us that some parts of the brain might be different in the sexes. Some research says because of the different brain structures, men might be better on average at completing spatial and motor tasks. At the same time, though, women might be better at learning languages and expressing emotions. Remember, though, not all scientists agree on this. Number 35. On average, a man might have 3 to 5 erections every night while he's sleeping, and some of the erections might last as long as 30 minutes. This might have nothing to do with a wet dream or the fact that he's just cozied up closer to his lover. It's a natural phenomenon that scientists call nocturnal penile tumescence. We imagine some of you guys out there have on occasions woken up in the morning and felt something very stiff down there. Or perhaps your girlfriend has stood back in shock and said, oh dear, whatever could that be in your pajama pocket? Morning wood is absolutely normal. The reason it happens down there is something called the parasympathetic nervous system. It can be stimulated at night since it doesn't switch off during sleep. But why it happens during the night is something science isn't so sure about. Number 34. If you don't get any stiffies throughout the night, there might be a problem. In fact, one study said 52% of grown men experience some kind of erectile dysfunction, with it happening more when men pass the age of 40. Still, a study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine said 26% of men under 40 also experience erectile dysfunction. The main culprits are booze and drugs in the short term, but in the longer term, diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol. Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, obesity, depression, and anxiety can all affect the ability to make the man stand to attention and stay that way for a useful amount of time. Number 33. In a study titled Prevalence of Pubic Hair Grooming-Related Injuries, it was said that 25% of groomers reported an injury, but this study also included female groomers. How bad can the injury be? Number 32. The absolute worst thing we could find related to cutting and shaving injuries down there was something called Fournier gangrene. Simply put, if there really was hell in this world, then this disease would be Satan's proudest achievement. It's described as a necrotic infection of the scrotum or catastrophic gangrene of the penis, and in some cases, it's happened when someone has nicked their scrotum while grooming. Thankfully, it is very rare. Amen to that. Number 31. A gastroenterologist working at Princeton named Anisheth wrote an entire book on poo, from what colors mean to how solid they are. He also wrote about something he called pooforia, which is when a person has an orgasm while dropping the kids off at a pool. He said for some people it can be like having a religious experience due to it feeling so good. He said that this kind of stool high is related to the vagus nerve being stimulated, adding the stool high is relatively safe, but can become an addiction for some. Number 30. 
Did you know that men have thicker skin than women? They do, and it's because of testosterone. In fact, one study showed that on average, men had 10 to 20% thicker skin. This can also be good news to some vain men, because this is one reason why many healthy men don't age as fast as women. How you age, though, is obviously partly determined by your genes and, more importantly, all the environmental factors the skin experiences over the years. All right, now we'll settle that argument between you and your partner, if you're in a male-female relationship, that is. Number 29. Have you ever been in a room with someone of the opposite sex and one of you is arguing that it's too warm or too cold, but you are wearing similar types of clothes? One reason for that is that men generally are warmer than women. One doctor explained it like this. Since women have a lower metabolic rate, they tend to produce less heat than men do, which makes them feel colder. Sometimes the difference is quite startling, with one health website writing, some studies have shown that while men feel comfortable in rooms with a thermostat set to 72 degrees, women tend to feel comfortable in rooms with a thermostat set to 77. Now we'll ask the question, what on earth is that thing that some people call man flu? Number 28. According to an article in the British Medical Journey, some scientists believe that man flu is nothing but man whining. The paper said, despite the universally high incident and prevalence of viral respiratory illness, no scientific review has examined whether the term man flu is appropriately defined or just ingrained pejorative term with no scientific basis. It's a long paper, but the upshot was that a man's antibody response to the flu could be inferior to a woman's. The paper also highlighted the fact that more men end up in the hospital with the flu, and their bout of the sickness on average lasts longer. This is ongoing research, but there is a possibility that the man is not a wimp and might actually be experiencing a higher level of suffering. Now let's talk about man nips. Number 27. Men in theory can produce milk. That's because their bodies make the hormone oxytocin and prolactin, which are responsible for milk production. Men also have milk ducts, so milk can, in theory, come out. That means that given the right circumstances, a man could breastfeed. In fact, this is something recorded throughout history. Even the Greek philosopher named Aristotle said men could produce milk if they squeezed their breasts enough. Later in the 19th century, a book called Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine talked about some real-life cases of men giving their own milk to babies, although these cases are not verified. It could, as we say, happen in theory, but a man's hormone levels would have to be through the roof. Number 26. You might also not know that for a time, young males might have female-looking breasts. A researcher interviewed by the Scientific American said, actually, a significant number of boys around the age of puberty do develop breasts, so the tissue is there, but it regresses. It's a condition called gynecomastia and is related to a hormone imbalance. The good news is that things usually balance and the boy breasts go. That's not always the case, though. A man named Merle Yost wrote a book about growing up with breasts where he recounted his years of bullying at school and his final jump to get breast reduction surgery at the age of 33. Number 25. In general, men have less body fat than women. It's thought the reason for women having more body fat is an evolutionary adaptation related to them being able to have children. Number 24. A paper published in the U.S. National Institutes of Health had this to say about male and female natural differences. The results showed that the male teeth were consistently larger than the female teeth. But why? Number 23. It's not always the case, but it's thought that it has something to do with men having more dentine in the crowns of their teeth. Dentine is one of the tissues that make up a tooth. The other parts are the enamel, cementum, and pulp. Now, let's try and settle that old age debate on pain thresholds. Do men feel more pain than women? Number 22. You might have heard this before, with people telling you that women have a higher threshold of pain due to the fact that she's evolved to go through childbirth. 
The thing is, though, pain is subjective, so it's still hard to measure. In studies where men and women have been subjected to the same pain stimuli, it seems men had a higher pain threshold. The study is actually more complicated as it does take into account that culturally men are expected to not express pain. Number 21. You might also have heard that men have fewer ribs than women. That is utter balderdash, although some people might not have the standard 12 pairs of ribs. Number 20. In some studies, it's written that women generally find men with high testosterone levels more attractive. The good news for all you single guys out there is that single men tend to have higher levels than men who are already with a partner. Number 19. A man's testosterone levels might go up and down within a day, but some men do have higher levels in general. There's also something called irritable male syndrome, which could account for men becoming grumpier in old age because their testosterone levels drop. But as you'll now see, men can get very old and still do the business in the bed. Number 18. There's no age limit for men being able to produce sperm and make a baby. In 2010, it was reported that a guy in India named Ramajit Raghav just had a kid. He was 94. He didn't give up either, having another child just two years later. When asked about his secret, he told the British media, I've been a vegetarian all my life, and I credit my stamina and virility to the diet of vegetables and grains. Being a vegetarian is the secret to my strength and good health. He died in 2020, aged 104. Number 17. Still, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine says male sperm is of a higher quality while men are under the age of 40. In fact, sperm donors are usually asked to be under that age. Number 16. This is one reason why when there's an age gap in a male-to-female relationship, the older person is more often the man. Sure, there are lots of other things to take into account, such as the woman liking a settled-down man who is more likely to be faithful, have money, etc. But one simple fact is some men like younger women because a younger woman from an evolutionary perspective can still procreate. Number 15. Going bald might be some men's worst nightmare, but is it really that bad? Many studies have shown that women like bald men. Trust us, when it comes to being attractive, there are many things that come before your hair. Plus, if you're so insecure and lacking in confidence, well, she might think you're too vain or too weak. In one study, it showed 44% of women were attracted to bald men, but those women were aged 35 to 44. Just 19% of women aged 18 to 24 liked bald guys. Some studies have shown that some women perceive bald men as being more dominant, more masculine, and more successful. Number 14. Studies have shown half of all men will show some amount of male pattern baldness by the time they're 50. Usually it's down to genetics and is related to sex hormones called androgens. Number 13. As we said, this usually starts happening as a man matures, but there are some cases of teenagers going bald naturally. The Guardian talked to a guy named Sam Wolfson. He said he was 16 when his hair started thinning, and then by the time he was in his early 20s, he had only some wispy fuzz on top and two bushes at the sides. That's a bit sad, so let's talk about orgasms again. Number 12. The male orgasm is different from a woman's. Guys shoot their load and it seems after that someone has taken all the air out of them. They're like a sex doll that's just been burst. Women, though, have longer orgasms and they're often ready to go again right away. Teen males tend to have more forceful ejaculation, so it's in these years when a guy might fire someplace where he never thought he could reach. What usually comes out is 2-5 to five cubic centimeters of sperm. That's enough to fill a teaspoon at 5 cc's. As for how much in one sitting, it depends on many things such as genetics, mood, prior absence from ejaculating, lifestyle, and general health. In terms of how many rounds men can go, young folks could possibly squeeze out five sessions, but older people would likely not go that far. Number 11. With the male orgasm, there's something often called the point of no return. This is called ejaculatory inevitability. 
and it means the semen's already started making its way to the urethra and is about to experience liftoff. At this point, there will be a series of contractions of the penile muscles in the location of the base of the anus, the pelvis might also start the thrust. Those nerves that have caused the contraction send messages to the brain and everything feels good. Number 10. Before all that happens, a man will need to be aroused. Messages are sent from his spinal cord, and this makes his member stiffen. During this period, he might also let out some liquid from his urethra. This is called pre-ejaculatory fluid, and it's there to affect the pH balance in the urethra. This helps the survival of the sperm to come, but it doesn't contain sperm itself. Once the job is done, the male goes through what scientists call a refractory period. It's basically downtime before he's ready to go again. In a young man, it could be just 10 minutes, but in an older guy, it'll usually be hours. Number 9. Your sperm needs your semen, remember the whole bundle, to get to the egg. Without the rest of the ingredients, it wouldn't get very far at all. But if sperm does take off, it can live inside the woman for up to around 5 days. If it lands somewhere it isn't intended, well, it can only live for a few minutes. Number 8. If you're wondering if you could take a look at sperm, you can't. It's about 1 500ths of an inch long, which is around 10,000 times smaller than the egg it wants to meet. Under a microscope, the sperm meeting the egg looks like a tiny spacecraft landing on a vast planet. Number 7. When a woman is ovulating, men can actually pick up on that just by smelling her. Ovulation is when a woman's egg is matured and so has been sent off by the ovary and down the fallopian tubes where it can wait for one of those lucky sperms to make contact. Number 6. Okay, so what would you think if you read this start to the research paper? Individuals and some species prefer mates carrying dissimilar genes at the major histocompatibility complex MHC, which may function to increase the MHC or overall heterozygosity of progeny. Yep, that's a bit of a mouthful. What the paper is saying is that women can detect dissimilar genes in men, so by choosing them, their offspring might be healthier. We bet you never thought about that as you moved your stool in the pub closer to a woman. But it gets even more complex. Number 5. Talking to CNN, a scientist said that the egg itself might be able to attract the right kind of sperm. He said human eggs release chemicals called chemoattractants, which leave a sort of chemical breadcrumb trail that sperm use to find unfertilized eggs. Now let's move away from sperm. Number 4. Did you know that guys in general see fewer shades of color? We'll let a scientist explain why. She said this is because retinal cones are on the X chromosome, which men only have one of. Men, however, have more testosterone in their visual cortexes, meaning they sense brightness better than women. Number 3. Something you probably thought we would have talked about already is the male nipple. What's the point of it? The reason men have nipples is that when the embryo is forming, males and females are pretty much the same. They share the same blueprint, which is the reason all humans look alike in terms of basic structure. But after around 7 weeks of gestation, the gene of the Y chromosome makes some changes and the testes start to form. It's then that that little bundle of blood starts producing testosterone. But that doesn't mean the nipples have to go. What would be the point in losing them? They aren't doing anyone any harm. Number 2. Another thing men might not need is that thing we call foreskin. After all, in some cultures, they get rid of it. Is that the right thing to do? In a paper called Vital or Vestigial, the foreskin has its fans and foes. The writer cites some scientists who have called the foreskin the floppy disk of the male anatomy, meaning it is no longer needed. If you think about it, men have very long time ago might have wanted to walk around with the penis hanging out, and that can mean some damage being caused to this Jonah Hill. This is really bad news in evolutionary terms because the only real reason we're here is to make other people, so the foreskin acted as a protective shield. It could also act as a lubricant back then and now. Number 1. This is personal. When the writer was a kid, he kept hearing boys talk about their balls dropping, as if one day those things just went plop and fell down. It never happened, but his balls looked fine as they were. Still, he was concerned. 
For many kids waiting for their balls to drop, it can be quite worrying if nothing seems to be happening. Actually, there is no sudden drop at all when the child is already grown. Balls don't really drop. They are tight to the body for sure when men are younger, and then when a boy matures and he produces more testosterone, his balls get larger, and it might seem like they are lower at that point. Now, you need to watch weird facts about the female body, or have a look at this.